Welcome back to Voices at Play, an actual play podcast focused on games by marginalized creators played by marginalized people. Today, playing with me, we have Algie. Hi, I'm Algie. My pronouns are any and all pronouns. I'll be playing Tala, whose pronouns are they, them, and their familiar Baz, and his pronouns are he, him. You can find me on Twitter at 11 thirds or on Tumblr at equals 11 thirds. Next, we have Brandon. Hi, everybody. I'm Brandon O'Brien. My pronouns are he, him, or they, them. I will be playing Rita Janssen, whose pronouns are she, her, as well as her familiar Umbra, whose pronouns are they, them. You can find me on Twitter at The Rising Tides. And we have M. Hi, I'm M. My pronouns are they, them. I'll be playing V, whose pronouns are they, them, and their familiar Kimara, whose pronouns are she, her. You can find me on Twitter at SketchmouseArt. And I'm Sam, and I'll be your GM. My pronouns are they, them, and today we'll be playing Familiars of Terra by Elizabeth Chepradikul of Angry Hamster Publishing. Familiars of Terra is a unique card-based tabletop RPG centered around the Seekers and their animal companions, following their calling and pursuing their destiny, for better or worse. So without further delay, let's get back into it. Last we left off, you guys had just emerged from this cave where you met this big salamander creature. Um, and uh, V figured out how to translate, basically, or maybe just unwarp. It was a cleanup. <laughs> it's yeah, a, cle- a cleanup job, let's say, on the on the salamander's vocals, basically. Uh, and so the 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 three of you, V, Rita, Tala, your familiars. And the salamander have emerged back into this gulf-type area, this valley under the fog uh, that lies over all the Badlands. And you look up to the ridge where the salamander is pointing, and there is a flickering light in the mist. It's not that you can see a light far away through the mist and that it's like sort of hazy because it's, you know, far away and the mist is obscuring it. It's more that this is something that is just a flicker of light. It is it is intangible. It is it is a ripple in the air. Uh can you guys please make a wit check? Oh nope, I got a queen. Ooh, a five. You can do it, I believe in you. Six. Okay, that was okay. a success. Alright, so I think uh then V and Rita, you guys both succeeded and uh, um No, V didn't uh V's got v a queen. Oh sorry, yeah. I was I was looking at the wrong Okay. Um well uh I'm sorry, V. Uh but Rita, then Rita and Tala have succeeded. And you guys know what this is. You have whether you've read about it before or just grown up with the stories, maybe a combination of both, um you know that this is a vein. Veins are they're basically spirits, they're embodiments of the of the land, of locations, of of places, and they can manifest in any number of ways, but there aren't really any other creatures that could manifest in this way than a vein. They're mysterious creatures that have mysterious powers that aren't always comprehensible to people, even though 
magic is kind of a part of your world, theirs works a little differently, um, and it's it's a little bit beyond your ken. You can tell this is this is a vein, and the salamander is moving towards it. Uh, the salamander moves pretty deftly up the slope of the the hill and uh, back up the embankment to the, the the misty top of the ridge, and waves you all up. Um, it comes to a rest beside the the flickering light of the vein, and um, you know keeps waving at you to follow. Kala is incredibly excited about this and is just right away running after the salamander to try and keep up with it. <laughs> I want to say that Rita was, uh, in fact, doing the same. <laughs> v, uh, being confused about what this was, probably recorded a little bit of the light phenomenon um, to try and uh, j- just as notes for themselves before um, heading up with Kamara. I was just going to say, um, when you try to record um, this, I mean, vein phenomena, um, not that V necessarily knows what it is yet, um, but uh, veins, when you record them, um, at least the way I look at it, you record what you think is a flickering bit of light, and then when you look at the recording, it is, I mean, it's glitching out your screen, uh, your MD, it, it looks kind of like... Um, you know, you know in in okay, you know in the Pokemon games uh when you know there's there's glitches and like missing no is like a thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. It looks kind of it looks kind of like someone tried to render missing no in like HD with like um kind of like the Star Trek reboot like lens flares all over the place. Um it really it doesn't look anything like what you're seeing and it doesn't look anything like I mean anything. It's it's like a, a bunch of weird light effects and like warped data on your screen, basically. That's so weird. V is like tapping, like trying other apps just to see like it's this thing isn't malfunction. Are you, like swiping filters onto it. Oh, black and white. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well mostly checking to like first make sure the MD didn't malfunction and then be like, huh, that's kind of interesting, but and then puts it away and heads off the impact. Yeah, I definitely. If you took moving video or like multiple pictures, it, it changes. Like it's not just a static effect. It's um, as the light in front of you moves, the like the the picture you take or the video you take reflects what you are seeing. Not not one to one, but like you can see that the lens flares correspond to various ripples in like uh, the the creature's I guess form or body, um, for lack of a better word. Um, it's it's definitely corresponding to this figure. It's just that your device is processing it in a different way than your eyes are. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. And uh, your advice, your device is fine though. Like if you open up another app, like it works totally fine. <laughs> um, and uh, you you're all around this vein. the The air here is clear. the The oppressive presence of uh, the Badlands. Um, overall is absent here the the area around the vein and the closer you are to the vein the clearer your head feels and the lighter you your body feels you, you feel like oh this is I, I feel like i'm back on the plains you actually you feel like you're smelling um like the sweet grass of the plains and you feel like you can feel a breeze even though you're you're aware that really there's you know it's it's, it's stagnant air around you but you you feel like the phantom sensation um, of being in a different place. Um, and that is the power of a vein. Uh, the vein speaks to you. 
the the vein uh, veins can basically do whatever they like and can take whatever form they like. Um, V, I don't know that you know this because you failed the check, uh, but Rita and Tala, you guys both know from stories you've heard, from um, things you've read, that veins can take whatever form they like. This is the form that this vein has chosen, and it speaks to you. It says, uh, thank you so much for coming. I was afraid you wouldn't follow, but, uh, well, I was afraid you wouldn't get through the bog. Uh, but you're here now, and, and we can get to work. To work? Yeah, what, what kind of work? Who are, who are you? Oh, I I am um, I am no one, and I am here to help you help my friend. Um, and the salamander nods, and um, the the vein says, "I'm sure you are familiar with." And the the speech is kind of like I I want to make it clear that the lyricalness and the stuttering of it and the whisperiness are all like on purpose. Um, it's this is a creature that is very much inhuman and like superhuman in a way and is sort of presenting itself in a way that makes sense to you guys, or at least that, you know, it, it's trying to make sense to you guys. And it keeps going. There is a way for you to help my friend who has lost their way. And it ripples and swirls and kind of sinks a little lower to the ground. Uh, you get the sense that maybe it's sad or feels guilty the salamander kind of reflects this um it doesn't really do anything it, i mean you can't touch the vein the salamander doesn't try it's just light um but the salamander's you know watching the vein and sort of nodding and, and mirroring its movements um uh, the the two of them clearly know each other pretty well uh and the vein the vein continues still kind of swirling lower to the ground i had a friend who tried to do good, and who lost their way. They're lost. They need your help. They need our help. Please. How did they lose their way? The light ripples suddenly, like, kind of in a, in a sort of, not violent, but like a sharper, like, twinge of light, and then it settles back into its normal sort of, like, rippling, like, rhythmic state. My friend saw these lands and, and wanted wanted to help them, but they cannot be helped. My friend lost themselves, trying to do good, but we can find them. We can help them. Please. Uh, Rita turns to the salamander and then turns back to the vein and goes, tell us what we need to do and we'll do it. And like the shyness that you've seen in her face since we met her is like suddenly gone and like she's totally ultimately resolved then things now awesome uh tala also steps forward and um maybe when the vein said that these things couldn't be helped they looked a little bit uh sad about that but there are more important things to do and tala says let's let's go right away i let's help right away what can we do v's all in agreement also you know stepping towards the uh vein of light um yeah, where uh, this friend? Are they still in the Badlands? Yes, they're they're here. Come with me. Oh, and the, they they start sort of the, the vein starts sort of moving away, um, and then it stops. Um, it doesn't like turn around. Like it hasn't, you know. There's no front or back to this being, um, but it stops. It pauses in its movement and it says, "Thank you. 
and then it keeps moving. Um, the salamander kind of drops to all fours and moves alongside it. And you guys go with? Oh, yes. Okay, great. Um, you're a party of eight now. Uh, and your, your, your little troop, um, makes your way back through the Badlands. It's not as hard to move around now because, um, the salamander and Vane take great care to sort of point out everything to you and, and make sure that you have, you know, sure-footed, um, I guess traction uh, among like the various different landscapes. You pass through more mucky, boggy areas. You pass through more rocky areas. You have to climb a hill at one point and it feels, you feel that, that oppressive, uh, Badlands feeling that that sort of sickness like starting to creep in on you again and then the the vein who had moved ahead of you because you know it can move much faster than you can not being hampered by a physical form uh it it uh notices how far ahead it is and it and it quickly moves back um to your side and and you feel better again uh you continue this way sticking close together led by the salamander and the vein and you reach uh i mean the heart of the badlands it's Heart isn't quite the right word. That implies that something is alive or thriving here or that it's, I guess, central or important to the Badlands. Nothing is central or important here. It's it's one unchanging and yet ever-changing landscape that shifts between different forms, none of which are good or appealing or welcoming or thriving in any way. Um, I call it the heart. It's really more like the eye of the storm. It's a roughly circular area devoid of any plant life, any rocks, any 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 life at all. The middle of it, uh, it's like a crater in the earth. Um, and it's surrounded by other smaller pitted areas. Um, this is probably where the majority of the bombs were dropped during the war. Um, and in the biggest crater, um, there's just a little bird, a little white bird. Um, scratching at the ground, pecking at the ground. Never would have expected to see a bird out here. Yes, well, that's not a bird. Um, the the vein the vein's light is moving sort of erratically now, um, in a, in a sort of bothered way. Um, and the vein is kind of the vein doesn't fidget exactly, but like this the the place in the in the air that its its form is focused is kind of like jerking like from side to side and back and forth a little bit um yeah uh, the salamander is kind of hanging back at this point uh does not look thrilled um with i mean the place you guys are at um and uh the bird hasn't taken notice of you is that your friend Yes, that is my friend. And the the vein puts a little bit of emphasis on the word is, um, in that like you're hearing these words, even though there's no, you know, mouth anywhere, and that word just sounds bigger to you. What happened to them? My friend got lost. My friend was trying to help, but they couldn't. And they lost themselves in that search. They're still looking. We have to help them. The vein is sort of twitching from side to side and back to forth in a in a way that's a little bit like a fidget, but it's I mean it's the vein version of that, so it's 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 a little unsettling. Uh, the salamander looks less than pleased, is sort of hovering in the back, and the vein says, 
please. I've tried to reason with them, but they won't listen to me. Please, help my friend. Tala um, starts to step forward and then remembers that they have a very large snake, um, which maybe would not be great for approaching a small bird. So um, they tell Baz to get down and Baz does and so there's, so there's a way a little bit um <laughs> resentfully i would imagine yes uh but he understands um and kala steps over towards the bird very very slowly yeah you kind of have to scramble slide down this rock and like you're doing it as gracefully as you can um Tala's pretty vi- pretty graceful um but there this this crater is fairly deep uh and and the sloped walls do level out at the bottom so you glide to a a halt basically and then just make a slow approach toward this little bird yes all right the bird doesn't really look at you or turn towards you but the closer you get the heavier you feel it's not the same as the 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 dense air of the badlands it's not like an oppressive feeling it's more just that like you feel like you're walking against a strong wind, even though there's no wind in the air. You press on? I'm definitely still trying. Okay. You can do it. It just feels like you shouldn't be, like your body is, is meeting some resistance of some kind. Uh, but you push you push through it. Uh, it gets stronger and stronger as you get closer and closer to this little bird. And then finally, you're standing right next to it. The feeling vanishes. And you're looking down at this bird. And then the bird stops pecking at the ground and turns uh and explodes um in an explosion of feathers okay it's not like shrapnel goes flying but <laughs> okay. feathers do. what uh feathers in an in an explosion of feathers um it's it's more feathers than this bird could possibly create um than, than this bird possibly had on its body it the the feathers explode out and and grow bigger and bigger and then as they filter through the air and settle back down on the ground the bird is roughly a hundred times its size it's um it's big enough that it could pick you up in its claw um it's it looks more like an eagle now than a sparrow it's still bright white um it's actually so big and so white that it's kind of hard to look at uh, especially contrasted against the gloom of the rest of this place uh, and it's long curved beak um stares down with you with piercing eyes down that beak and it it says what are you doing here um Tala stands up straight uh and I don't think they call for Baz, but Baz is definitely heading over there. Uh, he might be having some trouble because uh, he's trying to slither down some very steep rocks. But um, it's it's definitely a little awkward. But uh, snakes are snakes are pretty deft, weirdly. Yeah. Um, so he, yeah, he's doing pretty well. Yeah. Um, and as he's making his way over, Tala just stands and tries to look at the bird. Maybe it's a little too bright. Uh, and they say, "You're." Your friend wants to wants us to help you. Seeing that this bird has exploded and now become a bigger bird, <laughs> he turns to Rita and says, I, I don't think that we should let them uh, stay down there alone. Uh, do, do you want to come with? Who, me? Because V's about to head down into the crater. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I, Kamara could give you a ride, I think. I nod. And immediately, just like leap into the into the crater. 
<laughs> nice. V didn't see that coming, and you land, boom, and it kicks up some dust that settles. It's a very dramatic entrance. Uh, very suave. You're, you're, the, the tremors that go up your feet from the harsh landing are a little strong, uh, but you, you stick the landing, and you know. Fees puts on a set of goggles to help with the blinding bird, and uh, kind of like the runs down the crater with the kind of like dexterity that they got from kind of running down piles of scrap that are sliding about. It's sort of like surfing. Yeah, the the, the two of you make your way down pretty easily. Uh, then it's all six of you down there with uh, with the giant white bird. The vein and the salamander hang back up on the, the lip of the crater, uh, but they're watching very closely as, as you basically group up next to this giant bird. The bird is eyeing all of you. It's it's twitching its head around the way the way birds do when they're eyeing stuff and trying to get like different angles on it because they can't really move their eyes. Uh and it's starting to claw at the ground um like just a little bit at first and then like harder and start it's starting to like dig furrows as it kind of paces in place while you guys are watching. Uh, and it and it repeats its question. What are you doing here? Uh, we came to help. I don't need your help. You couldn't help me. We don't know yet. You haven't asked us for it. Yeah, that's true. You don't know till you try. Well, I don't want your help. I don't want anyone's help. And uh, the bird, the the more agitated the bird gets, the harder it's sort of clawing at the ground, and it's starting to like dig its way down almost and its feathers are also ruffling and it in a way that's making it look bigger even though it's not growing again it's just getting well its feathers are getting ruffled basically uh what are you doing that you don't need help with i'm fixing it fixing what this everything all of it i'm fixing it uh and uh i mean it's 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 really digging at this point it's only half concerned with you um it's it's starting to focus more and more on the hole. It's digging into the ground. Um, the earth, you might expect normally when digging to find, I mean, fresher earth the deeper you dig, but it's just packed earth and in a, really so dry and dead that it's more like dust um, when it comes up than, than solid soil. Um, there's no moisture. There's no... Uh, richness of color it's all really like a dead sort of gray but the the this giant eagle thing is 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 trying to dig through it rita has a stupid idea and um she looks at umbra and umbra rolls their eyes um and then rita starts like kicking her feet back as if she's also digging and Umbra, like, finds a spot behind the bird and is, like, um, scratching at the dirt with all of their paws. Um, and while this is happening, uh, Rita looks up at the bird, like, which is physically impossible for her to, uh, keep her balance and her momentum while looking up. But she looks up at the bird and goes, how will this fix it? If we dig far enough down, we'll find it. Find what? Uh... My friend. Okay, then. I just go faster. Your friend is under here? They, yes, they... 
They're deep down. They they went deep down to hide, but I know they're here. I know they're here. Um, and it's it's just digging. Um, with a with a franticness that is maybe not uh helpful. Super great, yeah. V looks over to tell. I thought their friend was up there. That maybe it's another friend. Do you have a lot of friends? No, no, only one friend. I used to have two, but that one's not my friend anymore. Oh, oh so we might be searching for another person. Uh, not a person. Uh, I'm not friends with people. Oh, sorry. Your kind abandoned this place. You caused all this. No, no. My friend is here. My friend is deep, deep underground, but I'm going to find them. I'm going to fix it. Andrita starts going even faster and uh, looks up at the bread and asks, if we help you find your friend, you don't need to be friends with us, but will you at least believe that some of us want to fix these things too? If you wanted to fix them, you'd, you'd be fixing them. Um, the, the ground as you're digging now, it's, I mean, the, the, the sort of ashy soil um, is giving way to rock. Um, your your fingers are catching on. At first, it's just pebbles among the the earth, but then it's just you're hitting rock and you're hitting more rock, and now it's just solid stone. Um, and your your fingers can't really find any more purchase on it unless you want to, you know, rip out your fingernails, I guess, on it. But I I'm, I don't think you want to go that far. The uh, kind of re- like looks up at the bird. Oh, I. Th- a lot of people are trying to fix things. It's just the thing about fixing uh, anything, really, is it it takes time. I'm I'm a mechanic. I have a lot of projects that took me a long time to finish. I don't think nobody's trying, and I think that uh, sometimes it helps if you have help. So that's what we're here for. The bird kind of slows down digging. Um, still going at it. It's more of a rhythmic, just automatic movement now, kind of machine-like. Um, and the bird says, I, I've waited. I've waited so long. I, I can't sit back and do nothing anymore. It's, everyone else gave up. Everyone else gave up. I'm the only one who cares enough to keep going. Um, and the bird is hitting rock. Like, the bird is, is making some progress digging on the rock, but it's also, I mean, hurting itself. Um, and, like, shards of of i mean of rock um like bits of slate and and sharp bits are flying out from from where it's digging and 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 just um some of them are hitting you guys but mostly it's a spray of of debris um as this giant bird keeps trying to dig down um and tala tala says we're some people are trying but i think more importantly you're you're hurting yourself. Doesn't that doesn't that hurt? Doesn't matter. Do you think your Do you think your friend would want you to hurt yourself? It, this is nothing. I the 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 bird kind of falters um and stops and actually kind of glances back past you at the vein that's still up on the lip of the uh of the crater. Um and as you guys follow its gaze a little bit, even just glancing at it, um you can see that the vein is super agitated i mean there's like there's flashes of light kind of flaring up um at various points on the the veins sort of incorporeal form um and it's moving wildly sort of twitching in place um and the bird 
stops for a bit um, and then shakes itself um, and refocuses on you um, and says, I can't just give up on my friend. What kind of what kind of what kind of friend would um, and just is getting worked up and is starting to lose words. Um, It's also starting to kind of lose its shape a little. Um, You can see similar flares of light kind of peeking out from between feathers, actually. Um, and the, the, the body of this bird, like the mass, the shape of it really is starting to like warp a little bit in places and then blur out and, and become lighter. Um, it's, it's even harder to look at now. If it was blindingly white before it's, it is, it is piercing. Um, I think Tala is going, uh, is still trying to look at it, but really can't. Um, and maybe their eyes are starting to water. Um, and they say, you don't have to give up, but you can't fix anything if you're dead. Um, when you say dead, the bird, like, twitches violently and loses shape completely. Um, and becomes that sort of same roiling mass of, of, of light in the air as the other vein you've met. Um, this, this light is different. Um, if the light you saw before was kind of a little ripple in the air, this is, this is sharper and harsher and its movements are more angular and, um, it's more like lightning than say a rainbow, if that makes sense. It's less of a ripple of light and more of a, um, a harsher striking or flickering, um, of light. And, uh, the air around you as clear as it was before, it's empty now. It's so, it's so light that you feel almost weightless. Um, you feel, you feel a little bit like gravity is losing hold on you. Um, and like you might be drifting, even though your feet are still on the ground. Uh, and the vein now back in its, uh, what you assume to be its default form, um, says, no one's dead. I can't die. I, I'm, I'm part of the earth. That, that was temporary. That, uh, I could have done it. I could have, I could have kept going. Um. Let us keep going for you. You think you can do better than I can? I think that if we help you, you don't have to worry about the answer to that question. At this point, uh, the, the vein is like, is still looking kind of like frantic in its movements, even if it's not really doing anything with them. It's just moving in place. The other vein is starting to come down from the ridge. And, you only notice this because you can feel like the atmosphere normalizing again um coming from that direction so it's kind of like the low pressure system is being pushed away by this other vein coming from coming like down the crater and coming up right next to you guys um v's going to try to keep the uh one vein the other the bigger vein talking um like lays a hand on kamara's face to try to <laughs> shield the deerkin's eyes um oh. so yeah i i agree with the others you know it's we're not asking you to stop but we we're suggesting maybe uh accept some help and maybe we can find another solution like it, we you can't always just plow through a problem sometimes you have to think your way around it the vein is silent for a second um and you can't really tell where it's focused. It doesn't have a face or eyes or anything. Um, its attention seems scattered, even you know, even for something without an attention to give in a focused way. Uh, but then it says, "If you would help me, 
I would appreciate it. (laughs) But how could you help? How could you help? Let us know what the problem is. Um, Can you guys each make like a a charm check Um, with a difficulty one? So um, minus one to your attribute. So it's going to be a little harder. Uh, Okay. So I pulled a four and with the difficulty, because my charm is seven. So it's a six, but that still makes it. Oh, that's an ace. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. You guys did very well. Another ace. Um, the, the, as you're sort of persuading, honestly, as you're sort of charming this, this vein, the fight starts to go out of it. And those sharp angular movements of the the light within its form slow down and lose a bit of that sharpness. It looks a little more like the other vein you've met now. It it is also a little bit smaller now, closer in size to the other vein. Uh, and, and it says, thank you for... Your help. You raise some interesting points, I suppose, even if they put you up to this. Um, you, you can assume, based on context clues, that the they is the other vein. Um, and the other vein, sure enough, speaks up and says, Thank you for your help. My friend needs more than they will admit. Um, and and the, the other vein gets some of the sharpness back. <laughs> uh, the softer vein says, it's all right to let go. They're not coming back. Look around. Uh, and the other vein is getting sharper again now. Um, and, 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 and growing a little bit more now. It's, it, it's getting more agitated again. Um, and it says, you're just not looking hard enough. You need, we need to go deeper. It, it's, it's still here. They're still here. I can still find them. I can still help them. Uh, Rita has another stupid idea. <laughs> Yay. Um... How deep is the crater? I want to know exactly how loud Rita has to shout. Um, but... How deep is the crater? Uh, Rita looks... Because I imagine that the Salamanderkin is still um, outside of the crater. Still, like, waiting essentially upstairs. And Rita shouts... Rita shouts it. Can you breathe fire? <laughs> um, the, the salamander hears you. Um, I'm not going to make you make a check for that. That's fine. Uh, the, uh, the salamander hears you and, uh, doesn't do anything for a second and then opens his mouth and a big, big ball of light floats out. Um, like it's, you can see it kind of gathering in the salamander's throat as like its throat starts to glow and then it opens its mouth and this impossibly large globe of light comes out. That's like maybe five feet across in diameter um and it it sort of drifts out across the crater and lights the whole place up um it's also so bright that you can see everything more clearly um the place around you isn't just gray because it's dim it really is ashen it's just devoid of color it's like someone turned the saturation down to zero um and the salamander has uh mottled skin parts of which are sort of a dark tan and then parts of which are this vibrant like orangey yellowy color um and it has um dark brown eyes um the two veins are uh slightly different in color one is a little more uh blue and the other one is a little more yellow um 
but they're both sort of rainbow in hue, um, which you could kind of already see before because they are made of light themselves. Um, but you can see more clearly now that the the area in and around the flickering light is also warping as as they ambulate through it, basically. So as as the light moves, so too does the air um, and the the what you can see through it. It's like a like a heat mirage kind of. Um, Rita is briefly like taken aback by the beauty of all of the all of these new people that she's just met, and then. Uh, snaps back into it and kneels down into the crater and tries to get a fistful of like what is actually in the crater and other than ash what kind of like dirt is there it what kind of soil is in this area that may or may not have been like terribly damaged by the war so Oh man, I wish I'd done more research into the the plains biome, like soil composition. Now, um, it's uh, it's so it's very dry and crumbly. Um, it's sort of it's a it's more um, alkaline than acidic soil. It's like uh, grainy. It's sort of like sandy ish, clay ish soil. Like it's not good quality soil. Um, there's there's no like plant matter in the soil. It's not fertilized or anything um it it's like all the nutrients have been sucked out of it um so it's not just ash it's just ash like mm. um and it's mixed in with a lot of like bits of shale and rock um um i turn to v and kala and ask um is it possible that this can turn into glass to glass hmm uh usually you'd have to apply enough heat but i mean and i just point upwards at the Salamanderkin. <laughs> well, that was light, possibly. It's mostly sand that turns into glass, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe there's enough here. I mean, the rocks are its own thing, but maybe we can either see what's down here or save ourselves the trouble and just break it. Oh, I get you. Uh, we're going to need a lot of heat. And we also need to get out of this hole. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't know if that light that and points up at the salamander's uh, light globe. I don't know if it's actually producing heat. It's not close enough to touch. Uh, but we could always try something that Kamara can do. Because uh, and then Kamara kind of like touches her head and the because uh, one of her traits is electric. Um, so, like, static kind of crackles between them. I was going to suggest, because you're a mechanic, can you build some kind of <laughs> blowing up thing? But that works better. Do you want to, um, actually, V, could you make a, a wit check for a me? wit check? Okay. Yes, please. Jack, oh, that's just one above my wit. <clears throat> oh, dang. Um, okay. Uh, uh, let me see what information I can give you. So... Uh, obviously you know that, uh, sand changes to glass, um, and you could hypothetically, um, rig something to produce a large amount of heat. That is about as much information as that check will get you. Okay. Um, we could try to do what, uh, cause Kamara and I work pretty well together with, uh, hacking things, but I, I don't know enough about making glass, so it's probably gonna be, uh, it's a new experiment, we'll think of it that way. <laughs> okay, then. Um. Let's get out of the hole. Really quick, Tala turns to both of the veins and says, "If you're, if you find this, um, 
acceptable. If wait, sorry. Okay, I'm a little confused as a GM. If you find if they find what acceptable, and in fact, in in this solution acceptable, in in character. Um. Okay. Yeah, I'm switching into in character now. The uh, the sharper vein says, um, "How would that help?" Um. If there's sand here, we get to see into the hole. We get to find out what's deeper. And if that doesn't help, we could really just blow it even bigger. Save your talents the energy of having to do all of this on your own. Your friends are here. They want to help. Mm, fine. How? Um. First, we need a lot of fire. And... I'm all uh, I, as I'm saying that Umbra is already like climbing out of the crater, very poorly. <laughs> like every time they put a paw into the dirt, it just kind of like sinks in. Um, oh no! But I just like keep moving very quickly and try to like scramble up out of the crater. Um, and then they just like say a couple things to the salamander about maybe if you just. Like, produce enough light and enough heat directly into the center of the crater, we might be able to do a cool thing. Interesting. Um, okay, so this is very interesting. The salamander looks pretty unsure um, and burps out like a little, a tiny little bit of light, which like floats over, I think it lands on like Umbra's nose. Um, it's not hot uh, per se, um, it's just very bright. Um, and it does buzz slightly when it hits umber's nose like in a sort of in the sort of way like touching like not not a live wire or anything but like to a lesser extent kind of like kind of like um turning on a massager and having that little bit of vibration um against your nose um like a tiny massage chair for your (laughs) (laughs) you've been listening to voices at play building a table for everyone Join us in the next episode for the conclusion to this one-shot. If you've enjoyed the game we're playing, and it sounds like it might be a good fit for you, please check the links in the show notes and on our website where you can find a direct route to order a copy for yourself and get playing today. Voices at Play is completely not-for-profit, but it does incur costs. This show is brought directly to you by the generosity and support of listeners like yourself who support us on our Patreon. $1 pledges are the lifeblood that make this project work. So if you're able, please head over to patreon.com forward slash voices at and pledge to join our little community, working to make the tabletop role-playing space a more diverse, vibrant, and inclusive place for all. Until next time, we'll just keep on playing.